thank you, Lord God. I want to take a moment, a few minutes this morning. If you would, I know sometimes when we say para, you go to the same person, go to someone different today. Let the Lord lead you to an individual or a group of individuals. Hook up with them and let's pray for one for another this morning. Use your faith, the anointing of God that's within you. Connect and join yourself. It could be two or three, even four. Just connect yourself to someone this morning. You can connect together here on the platform this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just connect and, and use your faith. If there's a need that one of you has or, you know, the group of you has, just state the need this morning. Just tell them, this is what I'm looking for from God today. Here's what I need. I need extra strength, maybe some joy. I need some uh, healing in my body. I need provision this week. If I don't get that check this week, uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Whatever it is, those of you watching online, we join our faith with yours. Lift your voice up to your Father this morning and tell Him what your need is. Lord, I need this, and I know that you can provide it for me. And, and if there's no need, just pray in the Spirit for each other. You may not know, and maybe there's not a, a, a way to verbalize it, but if you have a need, just state it this morning. Glory to God. Well, we know not how to pray. The Spirit helps us to pray. We declare that all of our needs are met. <laughs> all of our needs are met. In the name of Jesus, the anointing of the Lord is ministering and working in this place this morning. We receive the anointing, the burden removing, yoke destroying, anointing of God that's resident in this place. It may just be a peace that you sense right now. Sense that peace. Receive it this morning. Receive it this morning. Receive it. It's here for you and manifesting for you this morning. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We give you our undivided attention this morning. We give you our focus this morning. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you, Jesus. We receive victory this morning. We receive victory this morning. We receive it. We receive it. Anything that we need, you're the provider. You're the provider. You're the provider. You're the provider. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now praise God with them. Praise God with them. Come on and give them a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We believe it. When you believe it, you can shout about it. Amen. You can thank God about it. Amen. You can lift up your voice and rejoice about it. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now there's someone here, and, and, and you don't have to come up here or anything. I'm not going to embarrass anybody this morning. But you've been harboring unforgiveness in your heart towards somebody else. And, and, and so you know, uh, you think you've forgiven them, but you haven't yet. Because every time... 
you go to get quiet, that's the thought that comes up from your heart to your mind. You're still thinking about what they did or what they said. Uh, you're still thinking about it and still rehearsing it. So you haven't truly forgiven them yet. Today's your day to get free from that because the Lord is bringing that to us because he wants us to remove that because it's an obstacle and it's hindering you. So you may say, oh, I've forgiven them, but you haven't yet because you still are remembering that. God can help even the memory of it go. He has the ability. The blood of Jesus has that ability. And so this morning, it's very simple. All you got to do, let's just close our eyes. Just check your heart. Well, I thought I forgave them. You know, I forgot, I thought I forgot, forgave my children's father for a long time. I was like, oh yeah, I forgive him because I wasn't with him. And so, you know, I didn't see things he did or, or anything like that. So I thought I forgot, forgave him until he came back into our lives. Then I realized, oh. I haven't forgot, forgiven him because every time I look at him, I'm rehearsing everything he's ever done. I hadn't forgiven him yet. And so just because you're forgetting it, you think that, but that's given the devil opportunity. And so just close your eyes and Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we can't do this on our own, not in our own strength, in our own ability, there's no way. As a human, with all our frailties, we can't do it on our own. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, our ultimate helper, not only can we forgive, but we can move past it. We can get over it. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask for your help right now. Help us to forgive that individual or group of individuals right now. In Jesus' name. We don't want to hold on to unforgiveness, but we know that your word says when we forgive, you can forgive us. And so we let them go free this morning. We don't give any more opportunity to the devil in this area. In Jesus' name. We receive our freedom right now because we release them. And we tell you right now, just picture their face in your mind and look at them right now and say, I set you free. I set you free. I no longer hold anything against you and I find no fault in you. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Glory to God. Glory to God. We don't want unforgiveness to hinder what we receive from God. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And there's a grace and anointing here from the Lord that will allow that to happen. Amen. You can't do it on your own. But with Him, you can forgive. With Him, you can. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, team. Come on and give them a big God bless you this morning. Thank you so much for yielding to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless the name of Jesus. Go ahead with that video this morning. Without the 
Family Church. It is Nasha Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements. Listen, I want to remind you and encourage you to go ahead and connect with us on all of our social media platforms. We are on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube and Twitter. And this would be a good time for you to go ahead and pull those phones out and make sure that you are connected on all of our platforms. You don't want to miss anything that's happening right here at Father's House because I'm telling you right now, there are a lot of exciting things happening right here in this church and you don't want to miss out. And we don't want you to miss out. So go ahead and connect with us now. Also, there's a transformation track class happening next Saturday, February the 26th, right here. This is a class that moves you from just being a visitor and a consumer to a participator, a contributor, an official member of Father's House Family Church. Who doesn't want to be a member of Father's House Family Church? This is a wonderful place to be. This is a wonderful place to grow in your relationship with God, to get the word of God. And so we cannot wait to officially welcome you. The next step to become a member is to attend one of those classes. So we have a few people that are signed up for our next class, but there is room for more. So if you are interested or just if you want to learn more about it, please see Henry Talbot. Henry, if you can just wave your hand. Thank you. See him and he'll let you know how to get connected. There's also a sign up on the back table. This class, during this time, you'll also take a spiritual gift survey. And I'm telling you right now, it was pretty accurate. When my husband and I joined officially about uh, a little over a year ago, we joined officially Father's House Family Church. And it was very surprising to see that things that I have already done, giftings that I already knew was inside of me, it actually came out during the survey. So you're going to have a great time down there learning and growing and you're going to also be equipped with some tools to help you in your day-to-day -day relationship with God. So again, this is a wonderful class and when you officially join, you will get a Father's House Family Church family t-shirt. Yes, this t-shirt that I'm wearing right here will officially give you a shirt so you can wear with us on our family Sundays, all right? Next, the fellowship men's group is getting back together stronger than ever. Listen, if you are not connected to the fellowship men's group, you're going to want to connect with Mr. Eric Murphy about that. He has the details. He has where you guys are going to be meeting next. It's going to be a men's breakfast on March the 5th, so go ahead. Go ahead and write that down. Put that in your calendar. You're not going to want to miss the men's breakfast. And as Mr. Eric Murphy, Murphy always says, iron sharpers iron. So you want to get together. You want to be sharpened by your brothers in Christ. There's nothing like coming together with people of like precious faith. Amen. Amen. And at this time, I'm going to go ahead and turn the service over to Mike Clark. He's going to come up and talk about the event that happened yesterday that was led by Lift Youth. Go ahead and welcome him. All right, how's that? All right, good morning. Uh, yesterday we had our first event for Lit Youth. We had a great time. I'd ask the kids if they had a great time, but they're all downstairs. So uh, it was it was a great first step for the Lit Youth to get involved. So um, I just wanted to thank them for stepping up and making that day special for the FHFC kids. Um, we made it special for them. They. They got to, we, the kids who were here early, because some of the parents helped us set up, the kids stayed downstairs. So when they got to come up and see what it looked like, they were very excited. 
um, it was so it was fun to see the kids' faces when they came up the stairs and when the kids who came in from outside got to see how it was set up. It was different. We had gold and oh, you can see some of the pictures up there. So you can see they got candy and popcorn and drinks and the prizes at the end were fun. Uh, the donations that all of you guys made uh, helped to provide three prizes for each age group. So we were hoping to do two, but because of you guys' uh, generous donations, we were able to do three for each group. So the kids were so excited yeah. to be able to uh, have that. Uh, also, I wanted to have a special thank you for a couple people that really stepped up to help us. Miss Tracy, who's downstairs. Uh, Jessica stepped up. She did some had some great ideas. She she made that day special. All those balloons you see, the poster. Uh, all that, that was her. Thank you so much. Ivan, our photographer, he helped me do the heavy lifting. My beautiful wife, she helped me with all everything. So, and like I said, I also want to thank Lit Youth. They stepped up. They did a great job. The, the tickets that you see in some of the pictures was de designed by Bianca. She designed the whole thing. So, it was great to see the kids step up. This is the first event that we're gonna do this year of many. It's not gonna be the last time that you have to stand up here or sit down there and listen to me talk about some of the stuff that we did. Uh, there's, I'm hoping we do a bunch more. And on that, uh, with the youth down, downstairs, on Wednesday nights, it's just my kids and Dee Dee down there right now. And that's the way it's been for most of the year. We wanna change that. Um, so we're going to start doing themes for each Wednesday night to kind of get the other kids. If you have kids and you don't come on Wednesday night because you don't have anyone to watch your kids and I've been there, you don't want to sit up here telling the kid to be quiet the whole time. You can do that at home and just watch the service. But we want you in the building. So if you come here with your kids, you can send them downstairs. We'll have snacks and drinks. And so I talked to the kids last week and they came up with what they want to do for next week. So we're doing floors lava night. So we'll have cookies and drinks, and the floor will be lava downstairs. So if the kids want to come out, or you guys want to come and bring your kids, but we want to bump the numbers up on Wednesdays. And I will be here with my wife downstairs, and the floor will be lava next Wednesday. All right? Thank you. Ivan. Good morning, family. Are you ready to give? Yeah. And thank you, Archer, for passing the offering envelopes on the yet. <laughs> Are you excited for being here? Yeah. Are you excited for the new building? Yeah. Hallelujah. So let's get excited on, on what God's going to do through our giving this year, amen? Do we have any first-time visitors today? Yes, we are going to acknowledge you. Yeah. Today is Mission Sunday, so we remember our missionaries in Cape Verde Island. Thank you for your faithful giving towards this ministry. It is because of you the gospel of Jesus is being spread in these islands. People all over the world is being saved daily because somebody's obedience in giving. It takes financing 
to spread the word of God. Amen. And thank you all for being obedient to God in supporting this ministry. Who's familiar with Jesse Duplantis here? Amen. He's a pastor from uh, New Orleans. He said, uh, no sooner that we activate the seed time, the fruit of believing produces harvest. Amen. He also said, when he sows a seed, his harvest grows really fast because he fertilizes with faith. Glory to God. So how harvest comes? Harvest comes by faith through our giving. Amen. He also said that just don't throw your seeds. He, he's a sower of seeds. He asked the Lord what, what, when, and how to do it. Seeds sowing, harvest growing. Seeds is the quickest way to a total debt-free cancellation. It's not the amount of seeds. It's the soil that we sow it in. When we are a tither, God will rebuke the devour for our sake. It's better to have the 90% blessed than to have the 100% cursed. Jesse says, don't eat what belongs to God. The seeds belong to God and the harvest belongs to you. The seed is small and bitter, but the harvest is big and sweet. Amen. God giving is the prescription for overflow. Who wants overflow in their lives? Amen. So giving is the prescription for overflow. And overflow doesn't start until the seed is giving. Overflow financially, spiritually, and physically will give us a greater freedom in our lives. Deuteronomy 8.18 Remember that it is the Lord, your God, who gives you the power to become rich. He does it he does this because he is still faithful today to the covenant he made with your ancestors. The key word here is remember who is blessing you with everything you have. Have a thankful heart towards God in the small things and in the big things. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 21.5 Plan carefully and you will have plenty. If you act too quickly, you will never have enough. God has given us wisdom through his words to carefully plan our lives to live in abundance spiritually, physically, and financially. Amen? Uh, and thank you all for your faithful giving towards our roof and our goal of 400 each week. And we have the numbers there. The amount received was 240. And we still have uh, 15, 5, and 15 remain. Amen. And let's stand. Please let's stand and read our offering confession. Ready? Go. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessings being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished and abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commission, 
settlements, estates, and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing to our hands great big seed, and we're moving forward in faith in every area of our life. We command our harvest to come. Harvest come to us now. Harvest angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come to the front and release your tithes and offerings to the Lord. Now hand it over to Pastor Marie. She'll pray for Thank nothing. you, Mr. Thank Ivan. You. Appreciate it. Glory to God. We give cheerfully. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> she looks cheerful this morning. Glory to God. Thank you all for yesterday. That was just wonderful. The kids, I came just to drop Mina off, and that was just wonderful. Thank you all so much. And thank you for everybody who sowed towards that and gave. They were able to get some nice prizes for the kids, too. Amen. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that there is nothing that's impossible with you or for you and to those who believe. And this morning, we declare that we believe your word. And we thank you that when we give, it is multiplied back to us. And we receive a harvest on every seed sown. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mr. Gary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, if you would do me a favor this morning and join with me in a chorus of happy birthday to mom. She's like, don't you dare. <laughs> Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear mom. Happy birthday to you and many more. Amen. Mom is everybody's like you look like you don't have you don't look like you should have a granddaughter i'm like that's all her <laughs> that's all her and her good genes her good skin <laughs> right so we were we went to new hampshire and the pastor's wife i'm like she didn't get close so she i think she might need to go get her eyes checked but she's like you i just you have great skin i'm like that's my mom that you're looking at right now <laughs> That's her skin. <laughs> so I thank God for you. I, we've said it a lot, and, and I'll continue to say it. I honor you for the woman of God that you are, and I thank him for giving you to me. You, you may think you, I, God gave you know, me to you, but God gave you to me, and I love you. Happy birthday. And Mr. Eric is echoing. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Glory to God. So uh, it's also, it's interesting, you shared the same birthday with John Maxwell. Yes, John Maxwell's birthday is today as well. He is 75, so he's close to you. He's close to you. We'll just leave it at that. And so uh, John is 75, but it's also National Leadership Day today, first ever. The proclamation was made. Uh, someone on the John Maxwell team decided to go and get it on the national calendar. 
And so today we celebrate in honor of John. It will be every year on his birthday. And uh, we are celebrating National Leadership Day. So today I have uh, the resource that I'll be giving away is his book called Put Your Dreams to the Test. Uh, the reason I talk about John Maxwell so much is because when I first heard of John Maxwell, uh, I was intimidated by him and people like him. I'm like, they're just so smart and they know more. Well, obviously they know more. <laughs> John said people will come up to him if those who don't know John, he's the number one leadership expert in the country. We know him more for his quotes than anything else. Uh, but. Uh, he, our team now, I think we're 25,000 coaches strong. And so uh, it has grown tremendously since I joined back in 2016. And so uh, he, uh, when I first heard about him, he talks about rooms, being in rooms and not being afraid to be in big rooms. And I was very afraid to be in a room where people were bigger than me, smarter than me, faster than me, farther than me. Now those are the rooms I wanna be in. I wanna be in rooms. If you're in a room where you're the smartest person in the room all the time, you need to find another room. <laughs> because that's how we grow and learn and develop in the Lord. And so, uh, and in life, in business, in, in all of our plans. So. Uh, this book is uh, a book that really helped me set my life in uh, perspective and in a place. I know my mom's prayers got me this far in life. And uh, I also know, because if you know my story, you'll know that. I also know that what I've gleaned from the team, I never had a growth spurt. As you can see, I'm only 4'11 and a half and I wear my heels to get to five. And so uh, I've never experienced that great growth spurt that the doctor always told me was coming. But I experienced it the day I joined the John Maxwell team and I leaned in to what they were teaching. That's why I talk about John all the time. He's my papa. He really is. Every time he comes on, uh, it stirs something up on the inside of me because I know where I was before I heard him. I know where I was mentally and in every way I was afraid. And I don't know that I would be in this position today. And if I was, I wouldn't be doing it as well as I am today. Have a lot of learning and growing to do. And I will continue to learn and grow. But I have to say it's because of good leadership that people that God has placed in my life spiritually, physically, in every way that we grow and we develop when we lean in. Amen. So, sir, I don't know you this morning, but I want to give this to you this morning. Thank you so much. God bless you. This is Jeff. Nice to meet you, nice sir. Nice to meet you as well. Welcome this morning. Ah, another gym guy. <laughs> Soon you're going to have that whole gym here. <laughs> We're going to have to have some gym classes here. We're going to have to do some things here. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, we got to do some, we got to do some stuff. <laughs> Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. You ready for the word this morning? Okay. I hope you enjoyed the message last week from Pastor Sam. He was wonderful. And then the week before, Mr. Tom, he was wonderful. I got to hear him online. I wasn't here. But that was awesome. We started a series back in January called Kingdom Living. And the purpose of this, uh, this series is to first remind us of our spiritual position 
and place we have as born-again believers, spirit-filled followers of Jesus. And second is to paint a real-life picture of what kingdom living looks like in this time that we're living in. And finally, to highlight the navigational instruments that God has given to us to walk this life out successfully. That's the purpose. We've talked about this this year being a year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection. And I said it before. I would rather someone take the time to correct me and instruct me and direct me or warn me before I make a mistake myself. Now, when I was young, I didn't appreciate that as much. (laughs) You know, what do they know, right? We all have been there. I'm not the only one. But now I appreciate when someone who's already been there, done that, says, listen, let me just tell you what's coming. I love warnings. (laughs) If you know something, let me know it's coming. If the train is about to hit our building, please tell me (laughs) so I can get out. And so uh, I like that. And so correction is a good thing. And we have such a person that God has given to us and he's always with us and that's the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's in us and he will, if we'll lean into his correction and direction, uh, like it says in John 16, 13, he leads us into all truth, all truth. What truth? (laughs) All the truth we need from the word of God for today and all the truth we need from the word of God to get us through tomorrow. All truth. Amen? When I say lean into, what do I mean? I use that phrase a lot. When I say lean into, I mean to embrace, to experience fully, or to respond to wholeheartedly. That's what I mean when I say lean into. That's what we do as followers of Jesus. We embrace and respond wholeheartedly to the correction and direction of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Is that what you do? Amen. Amen. Oh, three of you do. Okay. When we respond in this way, then we set ourselves up to receive the protection of the Lord and to obtain perfection. Another word for uh, perfection is maturity, completion, or to be fully functioning. Fully functioning. This year can be a year that we experience the greatest maturity than ever before. We can grow this year. Hallelujah. Equipped to handle anything, any challenge we encounter this year and beyond. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So far in this series, we've talked about the state of the world. The moral decline, spiritual deception, the mass exodus from the truth. Tom talked more about this too when he was here a couple weeks ago. We also talked about spiritual coasting and how that leads to living a powerless life. And if we continue, it will cost us and will be a casualty of this age that we're living in. This is happening all around us. We also talked about how each of us are anointed to impact this world. We are to mark, influence it, not to be marked by it. That's what we're called to do. We looked at Ephesians 1.23, which says that the church 
is not peripheral to the world, but the world is peripheral to the church. The world and what it does is not our focus. We are kingdom focused. We keep our eyes on Jesus like Hebrews 12, 2 tells us to do. But we also have to make an impact here on this earth for him. We said that during the series, we're putting away our lists. <laughs> you know the list. We all have them. The one that we take out when God starts challenging us on some things. And we start checking it off. Well, I go to church, you know, most of the time. I give, check when I have it. You know, we, I, I love everyone when they're nice, check. <laughs> you know the list. We all have them. And so we said, we're going to get rid of those lists. You know, we may have a great routine, and routine is wonderful. I teach on routine when I go and talk to different businesses and things. Routine is excellent. Structure is excellent. A daily routine. <laughs> but this may be the year that the Holy Spirit wants to shine his light in areas of your life that you've not allowed it. You've, you have a routine. Why do you need the Holy Spirit to show you anything? <laughs> yeah, he may want to shine his light in those areas this year and just shake it up a bit and do something different. Just because we've always done it, he may have something else for us to do. And so, uh, you know, we don't even know why we continue to do some things. Yeah. I know that that's true in my life. You know, you just do it because everybody else, you know, this is what we've always done. Well, sometimes it, we need to let the Holy Spirit let us know, do I continue this or is there something else I should be doing different? Because a lot of times you get real familiar with it and then there's no faith involved to do it. There, you're just doing it just to do it. And you're not really getting anything out of it. You've got to look and see if it's fruitful. And so it's time to put that on the altar before God and ask him uh, if he wants us to do that during this season of our lives. And the last thing we talked about, and it was our online service. This is how long it's been since we've done this uh, series. Uh, it was agape love, the God kind of love, the highest level of love. That's a requirement for kingdom living. We talked about that um, and so, you know, we can get everything else right, but if we miss this love thing, <laughs> not, for, not our, you know, we, we talked about Sturgos love, we talked about filio love, we talked about, you know, the world's love. It's not that kind of love. It's God's kind of love. And it's not a feeling, you know, it's, it's a choice we make. And so uh, we talked about that. If you missed any of the previous messages, obviously you can go online to our website, all our social media platforms. I encourage you to take advantage of that. Back in the day, we, I don't know how many tapes and CDs we have. Tapes, you know, like tapes that have the, you know. We had tapes, mom bought, every meeting we went to, we got cases of tapes and CDs and all that. We had to pay for all of that. Now it's free. You can go right online to the website and to social media and watch it anytime with the music. They always cut out the music on the tapes and stuff. We never got the good part of the service, you know. We always got the message. Now you can watch the whole thing online for free. There's no excuse for us anymore. And so I think this is a good thing for social media. Amen. So today I want to look at one of the navigational instruments uh, we have and how we can align with that instrument in order to walk through this prophetic hour we're in right now. Uh, look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, 
verse 1 to 5. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. It says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to stay away from people like that. It's very prevalent in this time. This is, this scripture is like a lot of doom and gloom, isn't it? It's not very encouraging. You know, but these are the times that we're living in right now. We also see in Matthew 24, the things that Jesus said we would see even more. It would become more widespread and more prevalent as the day of his return approaches. Tom talked about that and he clearly pointed that out when he was here with us. And I know we keep going over this uh, during this series, but I believe God is having us to do this so we're not caught unaware. We're not caught unaware. The belief among some Christians is that life shouldn't be hard. (laughs) And that when we have Jesus in our lives, life will be easy, There's no verse of scripture to support that whatsoever, none. I wish there was, but there's none, (laughs) there's none. Uh, If we hold this belief that life should be easy for Christians, then when things get hard, we're going to quit. So if you like to tell people about Jesus, please don't tell them that when you're trying to get them saved. You're not doing any justice. That's deception. And uh, the devil loves that. Because guess what he's going to do the minute you walk away from them? (laughs) Something hard's going to happen. And they're going to go, oh, I thought you said, yeah, no. Tough times are going to come. Even to believers, they are going to come. Spirit-filled, followers of Jesus, faithful Christians, they're going to come. If Jesus experienced them, then get ready. (laughs) And he did. But here's the thing. You've been outfitted, fully resourced, empowered, and enabled to successfully navigate perilous times. Successfully. How do we grow and develop in faith? Well, nothing grows if it's not challenged. Nothing. Nothing grows if it's not challenged. Think about a seed. Patty, you, can, you would be able to tell this better than I do. She's a gardener. I can hold the seed because I really love this seed. I, I, I love this beautiful flower. I can hold it in my hand and it will never produce for me. I think I'm protecting the seed. Oh, it's going to grow beautifully. It will never grow, ever grow sitting in my hand. It's not until you put it in the soil that it activates. Once it gets out in the elements, (laughs) the light, 
the sun, the water, all of that, once you put it out there and it's activated, then that seed will begin to grow and develop. It's no different with us. You're not going to grow if you're not challenged. And so it's, it's during the tough times and the challenges that we learn how to stand firm in our faith in God and in his word. It's during those times. We said a few weeks ago that when perilous times come, and they're going to come, the position of a kingdom-minded person is God and his word are one. I trust him no matter what. And because I trust him, I continue to do what he tells me to do to walk with him every day. Hallelujah. I don't abandon my faith, but I am growing in faith and my life is a light in the darkness. That's our position as kingdom-minded individuals. This is the position for us. It's very easy to say we believe this. Very easy to say, well, I believe that, yes and live this way when we're not experiencing any pressures, conflicts, struggles, or pain. But the minute pressure or conflict comes, that's when we find out what we really believe. That's what we find out. All you have to do is look up and look around. You see people over the last two years, and I'm talking people who I believed were strong in faith, and trouble came, and what they were saying changed. They started saying something else. And now you look around and you go, where are they? I don't know where they are. Where are they? They may have talked a good talk, but when pressure or pain came, where are they? What are they doing now? And listen to me, I'm not saying this to judge anybody. I'm saying this because there's a lesson for us to learn. There's a lesson for us to learn. My heart breaks, you have no idea how my heart breaks for people who have abandoned their faith just in these last few years. It breaks for them. And there's a lesson we can learn. Just because we're talking the word of God doesn't mean we fully believe the word of God. The devil talks the word of God. He is great at quoting the word. He'll twist it to deceive us. But even he knows the word of God. How do we know? How do you know that you fully believe God's word? It's very simple when you live it every day. <laughs> every day. Let's look at Psalm 119, verse 5 to 7. Psalm 119, 5 to 7. Oh, that my actions would consistently, that's a good word, reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. 
We give a big old thank you to God when we live the way he wants us to, consistently reflecting his word. On the good days, <laughs> on the days we are challenged, on the days we experience hurt, pain, rejection, persecution, struggles, this is what we mean when we recite our vision like we did this morning. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God. To be in alignment with something or someone is to be in a position of agreement or alliance with. Other words for align are harmony or to be in unity with. Another definition for alignment is to set in order, to line up, straighten up, prioritize. That's what alignment means when we say we live aligned to the word of God. So when we speak our vision... I wrote it down this way. We can say that we are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live in agreement with or in unity with the Word of God. We have an alliance with God's Word. We prioritize our life around the Word of God. We line up our lives with the Word, and when we do, our finances straighten up. <laughs> our mental health straightens up. Our marriage and relationships straighten up. Our children straighten up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's how we who are in the kingdom live. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, God's word, the Bible, is a navigational instrument that is full of answers for today. There's so much power in God's word, it answers every question that you'll ever have either directly or it answers every question by principles demonstrated in scripture. But the answer is in there. Some people don't like the answer, but it's in there. It's in there. Hallelujah. And if we'll get in agreement with it, we'll navigate this life that we live successfully. God's word has practical application for every question and situation that you'll ever face. Those who say the Bible isn't relevant aren't reading the Bible. Don't listen to them. Don't let someone who is not saved and not growing in their faith tell you what the Bible says. That's like... Okay, I'll just use the word stupid. Not saying you're stupid, but that's stupid. People who don't know the Lord are going to tell me what the Lord is like. How do you know what he's like? You curse him every moment of your life, every chance you get. And you're going to tell me what he's like and what he's not like. And what he loves and what he doesn't love. No. We don't listen to those who say the word is not relevant. We know it is. We've been swimming in this pool for me. How old am I? 49? 49 years! <laughs> it's a running joke. I don't know how old I am. <laughs> so it's, uh, we were talking to someone the other day, and I'm like, yeah, I'm 48. And he's like, she's 49. 
I'm like, see, it's just not sticking. It's just not sticking. So, so, uh, <laughs> it's not denial. It's not denial. I'm like, it's just bad math. <laughs> really, it's bad. I think my son's 27, and sometimes I put him at 30. So, I don't know. He's 28? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Bless the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's I am. I'm like 28. Okay, I'm one twenty-nine. My daughter's 27. Okay. All right, so the Bible is relevant. Don't pay any attention when someone tells you that it's right, not. Right. Don't. Instead, find out what the word says about what you've got going on in your life and embrace it. Yeah. Align yourself to it. Come into agreement and yeah. unity with it. Amen. Second Timothy 3:16, it says, all scripture. How much scripture? All scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Amen. The enemy is just looking for an opportunity to discredit the word of God in your life. He's looking for an opportunity. You know, it's again, it's easy to believe and come into agreement with the word of God when things are going great and you're seeing the word working in your life. But the moment something happens and uh, or God comes and challenges our thoughts <laughs> or our behaviors, you know, a verse of scripture challenges what, oh, I got to fix that. You know, anytime that happens or you're not seeing the word uh, uh, just fallen into place in your life, then you start to doubt. Then that's when you start to hear things like, well, you know, the word was written by men. That's the first thing. The word, you know, and men, that's not really what they meant. And it, the, the devil will discredit the inspired scriptures. He'll discredit the fact that it's the Holy Spirit that spoke to the men to write the word of God. Now, we've got all kinds of translations and things these days that people are writing and things like that. Okay, fine. Don't read those. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have faith in, in, in that stuff. But, you know, you can, you can agree with the original translation. <laughs> you can agree with that. And you can know that it's the Holy Spirit who wrote it through men. Amen. And so don't let that, uh, don't let the devil discredit it. We need to value every scripture, every one. And we know that, yes, men wrote it, but the Holy Spirit inspired them to write what they wrote. Amen. The devil would have us look at the men and take our eyes off of the Holy Spirit. And then we start to doubt little things. And we plant that little seed of doubt. And then we start, that's a dangerous place to live. We've got to fully embrace the word of God. If we read something, because you will, and you don't understand it, that you will, that, that will happen. Just don't say it's not true just because you don't understand it. We water down the word to match the experience that we've had. No, elevate your life to match what the word says. And so if you don't understand it, put it on the shelf for a little bit and tell the teacher, the Holy Spirit, you got to show me that. I'm not going to doubt what it says. You've got to show me. And, and you can trust him to show you. How do we know when we're in agreement with the word of God? In Acts chapter 13, Paul had the opportunity to get up and encourage those in the synagogue. They said, anybody have any encouragement? 
And so he was in Antioch, and he recounts the story of when Israel begged prophet Samuel for a king. And he said, look what God said about David in verse 22. Because remember, David was chosen. Saul reigned 40 years, didn't do any justice. But look what God said in verse 22. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. That's how you know you are in agreement and in alignment with the Father. You'll know his heart and you'll do everything he wants you to do. Jesus also was in full agreement and in unity with the Father. We see it in Luke chapter 22 and verse 42. Jesus was facing the biggest challenge he ever would face in his life. Torment, pain, crucifixion, abandonment. And he didn't draw back or abandon his faith. No, he opened his mouth and he said, not my will but yours be done. He put himself in alignment with the Father's will. Many people think that being a Christian or a follower of Jesus means that you're weak. I don't know anyone else who has endured the pain and the suffering that my Jesus has. There is nothing weak about someone like that. We as believers face challenges every day, just as everyone else does. David was a man after God's own heart. But you know he was also an adulterer and a murderer? But the thing that kept him from being a casualty of his age was the fact that he was quick to repent. He was in the highest position of the land. But when his sin came to light, because the prophet called him out on it, he was quick to hit his knees and repent before the Lord and the people. A man after God's own heart. A strong man. It takes strength to humble yourself and to get down on your knees before God and surrender to him. It takes great strength to do that. Hallelujah. And so this morning, let's just take a moment as we close here to search our hearts and ask the question, Lord, is my heart in full alignment with yours? Am I doing everything? that you want me to do right now in this season. Don't think about years to come, but just right now, today. Am I doing everything that you want me to do? Do my actions show that I'm living in full agreement with your word? When trouble comes, am I relenting? Am I backing down, bending, giving in, or giving up? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> am I blaming you? Show us these areas 
Come on, take a moment and ask him. Show us. Holy Spirit, we ask for your help that you'll show us the areas that we need to get straightened up, <laughs> that we need to prioritize, that we need to come into agreement with your word on, that we need to stop compromising with. Show us those areas, and we're just going to repent, humbly repent. Hallelujah. And turn from it. And then Holy Spirit, help us. Show us what to do to come, to take the steps to come into full alignment and agreement with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand with me this morning. Glory to God. The Word is that navigational instrument that we can use and when we're in alignment with it or when we're in agreement with it, we're going to come out, okay, I have a word for you. Everything in your life is going to be all right. Everything. Do you believe that? Everything in your life will be all right. As long as you stay aligned to the word of God. Well, this is not this person. Uh, this, no, you. Just you. Don't think about anybody else. You. Okay, I know what I need to do. And I'm going to stick with it. Amen. Come what may, I'm on the word of God to stay. <laughs> Come what may. And we believe that all things are working together yes. for our good. Amen? Because yes. we are in Christ and we are called according to his purpose. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for every single person who's here this morning. I just ask that you would touch them right where they are this morning. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for the gift of salvation. That's our first step. Our first step to knowing uh, that your word is true is to receive Jesus. So if you're in this house this morning or if you're watching us online and you've not yet done that, you've not yet received Jesus, the Jesus that we spoke about this morning, if you have not done that, repeat this prayer after me. Those in the house this morning, if you would, even if you prayed this prayer before, uh, before just help those who haven't. Just say, God in heaven, God in heaven. I, believe I believe that Jesus is your son, that, Jesus is your son. that he, died he died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. Of my sins. Jesus, Jesus, I ask you, I ask you right, now right now to forgive me, to forgive me of all my sins. I receive your forgiveness today and I receive your salvation and deliverance right now. I am saved. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that I have a home in heaven in my future. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, whether you're here or online, make sure you tell someone. Let someone know that you received the master. You received him. And your life, I'm not telling you, is going to be easy. I won't make that mistake. But I will tell you that with him, it will be much easier than without him. Amen? He'll give you the tools and all of the equipment that you need to successfully navigate this life. Stay close to him and lean into him. Amen? Thank you for joining us today. I hope that you were blessed and encouraged by the worship, by your time of giving, and by